If you've ever wondered what it would be like to be the number one destination wedding expert, that it doesn't matter where you travel to in the South Pacific, everyone just knows you by name. Pretty cool, hey? (laughs) Well, if you're thinking, hell yes, I want to know more about how you get this sort of reputation in your travel business, then this is the perfect episode for you. Hey, I'm Steph, and I'm obsessed with all things travel, marketing, branding, and helping you stand out from the crowd. In just under two years, I went from being a home-based travel agent with zero clue how to make it work in the digital world to launching an international ranking travel podcast and creating an online course to help travel agents in lead generation. Here's one thing I know for sure. There has never in the history of the world been a better time to create the travel business you've always wanted. All you need is an actionable strategy and someone to show you the way. Picture this, we're going to spend the next hour of our time together at the Swim Up Pool Bar, where over a cocktail, we deep dive into travel-related topics, mixed with a little classroom training. This show is dedicated to encouraging you to step outside of your comfort zone and into your travel business. I'll show you how I did it and how you can too. Hit subscribe now and let's get into it. If you're a travel agent wanting to stand out in the digital world, but you struggle with consistency, tech isn't your jam and you have no idea where to start, join my free masterclass where I talk about exactly this. Head to stephaniemyers.academy forward slash masterclass. You're listening to Unplug in Paradise, the podcast. Welcome back to Unplug in Paradise. Thanks so much for tuning back in this week. We have the most spectacular guest on the show today. I can't wait to get into the episode. But before we do, I really want to just let you know that this woman is an absolute powerhouse. Mandy from Viva Travel, if you know her, you definitely know (laughs) that what I'm about to say is 100% true when I say that This woman is 100% all about her business. She is definitely the most passionate woman I've probably ever come across in her business. She lives, breathes, and absolutely adores the work that she does. Now, Mandy has been in the travel industry for her whole life, practically, her whole working life, and she's been specializing in destination weddings for the last 20 years, predominantly in the South Pacific. So Mandy has been to Fiji over 75 times (laughs) in that period of her career. And it's been an insane conversation hearing about her stories and also, you know, just listening to the passion and the dedication that goes behind her planning because she has a background in planning and event coordinating. She is actually a wedding celebrant as well as specializing in destination weddings and honeymoons and everything from start to finish, making sure that all of her clients and all of her travelers are coming home in that (laughs) beautiful newlywed bliss. Now, Viva has been taken over by two lovely people 
and Mandy now works within the business as their travel coordinator. So she has in fact actually organized over a thousand plus weddings across the world. So yeah, I think it's fair to say that they definitely know what they're doing and they know all the things that needs to happen in order for your clients to have the overseas wedding of their dreams. And when I say your clients, I mean, Mandy's not only just a travel agent, she's also a wholesaler. So I'm so looking forward to diving into this conversation. So let's do it. Before we begin today's episode, would you please join me while we recognise the generations of the local Aboriginal people of the Bundjalung Nation who have lived in and derived their physical and spiritual needs from the forests, rivers, lakes and streams of this beautiful valley over thousands of years as the traditional owners and custodians of these lands. This morning, I have the ultimate pleasure to welcome Mandy to the podcast. So thrilled to have you here today with us, Mandy. It's lovely to be here. Thanks. Mandy, you have quite an interesting background in travel and I just want to really showcase that in today's episode. But before we do, I want to take a moment to just rewind back to the very beginnings of when travel first came onto your radar. I really love hearing first stories. So (laughs) take us back there. Oh, that's going back a long time. I've been in travel 43 years now. Um, I actually started, my grandfather was a travel agent in the UK and he worked for what we call now wholesalers, were then tour operators. And he was in charge of the ticketing department. And in those days, we had handwritten tickets and handwritten manifests. There were no emails or nothing. And I started helping him out in the ticketing department. Started off at weekends and, and school holidays, just literally writing tickets and writing manifests up. Um, and then we used to have to actually send a courier out with a manifest to the airport the day before with all the names on it and that's how oh my gosh and then when when I finished school I just stayed there ended up in the reservations ended up doing complaints ended up doing all sorts of stuff and that was the beginning of my travel history oh my goodness so how old would you have been then 15 15 oh my gosh so mm. you've it's been a huge big massive chunk of your life it's been all my life all my working life I've been in travel pretty much apart from one couple of minor small episodes when I first moved here and so on but yeah it's primarily 43 straight straight years. Mm. So fast forward to now like I know that there's so much that has gone and happened and stuff like that inside of the travel industry like it's evolved so much between now and then where are you now what does your business look like now? So the business is actually owned by a couple of really nice guys. I'm the travel director. There are three main parts to the business, but all of them work on a basis of being uh, the type of travel that needs somebody to really look after it, that high maintenance, high touch, high service level industry. So we have, my main area is destination weddings, and I've been doing destination weddings for 20 odd years. And that's become a really, really big part of the business. It, it always was a big one, but it's getting big, bigger and busier. And um, then we have also a sister company called Supported Travel Experiences, which does high-end bespoke travel for people with disabilities. And we're an NDIS participant for that point part of it. And then we also have our 
obviously our general travel and our corporate side as well, which is becoming also bigger. But all three of them require that extra care and service level over and above booking a standard trip, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's really nice to have that big array of offerings inside of a business, especially one that's been established for quite a while. Mm. I really am interested about your destination weddings uh, specialization. Mm. How long have you been doing that for? Probably twenty years now. Yeah, uh, maybe fifteen years. I think fifteen to twenty years. I've yeah. been doing it. Yeah, it's a, it's. It's become a passion of mine. I'm also a celebrant here in Brisbane. So I obviously love being surrounded by brides and bridal couples and weddings. It's it's my thing. And I'm also, again, way back in England, I was an event manager as well <laughs> by choice in my spare time. So for me, doing an event is what I do and I do really well. So I, I tend to look at things from a more holistic point of view. And with destination weddings, that's become quite important in the sense that any uh, travel agents can book weddings that's not that's not the issue that's not really where the where we need the expertise the expertise comes in with knowing what places to to send the clients to knowing all the external suppliers and who to book and who not to book and so on so even from a travel agent's point of view i'm still there to back them up if they're not sure they can handle the client but i'm still there to give them advice tell them what resorts are better than others or what suits their clients better. So it's that experience that makes, it's a holistic thing, it makes that difference. So, and having my event management background, as well as the travel mm. and my celebrant background means that I actually understand weddings from a, a an overseeing point of view with everything included in it. Mm, yeah, I know in my time in travel, it's hard when you start getting wedding inquiries, especially mm. international wedding inquiries. It's like, eek, yeah, <laughs> where exactly. do I even start with this? Who's the expert? Who do I talk to? Exactly. So Mandy, who is your, who are your customers? Like who are you speaking to predominantly about the specialised weddings? Both, we both wholesale and deal direct with clients. So we do both. Um, with the direct clients they tend to come to us from certain places like for instance in Fiji there's a marketing company called Buller Bride that have a really good website and they get a lot of inquiries so yes they will often refer people to agents like myself that are specialists so we deal with a lot of people from that kind of area Facebook is a lot of is we get a lot of people coming from Facebook where people want to get married say in Fiji and they don't know where to start travel agents we like I say we wholesale so we're happy to take any bookings and help any other travel agents out with knowing where to go where to send their clients and so that is it's a variety it's a mix of people that come to us from different areas yeah I love that you've got the uh, perspective of being inside the wedding industry as well as being someone who's able to arrange absolutely everything in and yeah. around it. Because yeah, like I said, like sometimes you can be in an office it's and with good intentions, you want to be able to do whatever the bride or groom want yeah. from you, you know, in ways of organizing. But at the end of the day, like you can't be a travel agent and have that prior knowledge unless you're someone no. like yourself who, you know, you are the expert in that, in that niche. That's right. um, exactly. And that's something that should be celebrated 
it's something that should be recognized. And I'm sure that there's so many people out there in the industry who already know and love you already, Mandy, and absolutely know that you're worth your weight in gold. So for example, if a bride was to come to an agent, like what does that process look like? So it goes to an agent, the agent then goes to you and you work directly with the agent or do you work directly with the bride? It's, It's a collaborative process with the agent as well. We're not yes. going to cut any agents out at all. I know what it's like to be on that side of things. So it's definitely a collaborative process. So they will obviously deal with a client. I'm more than happy to help them. I'm more than happy to have a three-way conversation, but I'll mm-hmm. always loop in the agent because they are their clients, not mine. Mm-hmm. And and we can, it's a collaborative process. We work through what it is the clients want. Often agents don't have as big a product knowledge as maybe someone like myself does, particularly in Fiji which is where the majority of our weddings are, simply because Fiji is one of those places that you need to get it right because you're often resort-bound. And often a lot of agents have only been to a few of the resorts and may not understand it from a wedding perspective that it might be different. So we'll work with them. We'll help them to help them help the client decide where they want to go. And then we'll help them decide what extra vendors they need, extra suppliers, what they need in terms of decoration, all that kind of thing. We then also loop in the local resort wedding coordinator as well because they're the ones on the ground. And so it becomes a, a four-way process. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's best to support the client. Like that is the best way to support the client is making sure that everyone who has a, you know, a part in that booking process, making sure that those couples are feeling really well supported because I could imagine it would be pretty daunting. I've never been married. Mm. (laughs) Someone's going to ask me first. (laughs) (laughs) If no one, if no one asks, I'm not getting married. Um, But aside from that, like, I wouldn't even know the first place to start. Like where Mm. do people start planning? Like I think that people wouldn't initially think, oh, I've got to go to my travel agent to plan this they would just be thinking of the incidentals like flights and travel insurance and hotel stays and things like that but it's a really valid point that you make that you know we only know the resorts we only know that they're the only things that we can book when it comes to weddings so that's something that you can offer but you can also offer other things like other experiences for weddings and things on the island too yes that's right and and it's often sometimes you find that people have particularly clients have a fixed idea in their mind, whether it be having gone on Facebook and somebody suggested this hotel and I'll maybe say to them, look, I'll spend a lot of time talking to them, asking them how they envisage their day, what they want in their day, what types of suppliers they want to have, what's important to them. And then I might say to them, I don't actually think that resort is actually going to work for you for this reason or that reason. Here's my suggestion. I actually have a, a quick story where I was dealing with a client direct and I would have spent maybe six to eight weeks with her going backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. And in the end, she took the advice of her best friend who'd been to Fiji once, who said, no, 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 you need to go to this resort. It's beautiful. It's perfect. And this was the one I said, don't go to. And she actually rang me on her wedding day to say, I wish I'd listened to you. And that is really sad. That's incredibly sad to hear that because on her wedding day, there was nothing I could do about it by that point. She didn't even book with me. She just rang me to tell me that she wished she'd listened to me. So oh I, I was completely stuck. So it, it's 
people need to understand that we are experts for a reason and we have the knowledge and the experience to put them in the right direction. And if I say something, look, I don't think this resort is going to suit you because of this reason or that reason, I'm saying it for a reason. I'm, I'm not just saying it because I don't like the resort. I'm just saying it because I don't know that it's going to be what you want. There's so much to be said around that because as experts, especially if we've got a diverse background, like we know what we're yes. talking about. It's just a matter of owning that authority and right. really putting that across to clients and you know, potential or, you know, existing ones, your existing ones know that you are the expert. That's why they continuously book with you. Mm. But with ones, it's like that level of education and um, almost like they're feeling you out to see just how much you know. And there's a lot of people that are more than happy to prove you wrong. Oh, (laughs) yeah, we, we get a lot of really nice testimonials all the time, which is lovely. Yes, and I think that definitely makes the world go round and helps you solidify your expertise in what it is that you're doing. If, for example, you have somebody that comes across Viva Travel or yourself, Mandy, and you weren't able to help them, what it was that they needed, like what are sort of the challenges in the role that you come across? I don't know that I'd never be able to help someone. I'd always be able to either put them on the right direction, on the put them in the right direction, I should say, um or find somebody else that I know that could help them I don't think I've ever really had anyone that I couldn't help at all under any Mm -hmm. circumstances if if it it may be something that they possibly can't do like there may be a legality around what they're trying to do for instance but again another quick story I had um clients who this is a few years ago now who she was Australian, but he was a new, he was a Kiwi born in Africa. Now in Fiji again, you have to have your birth certificate. Over here in Australia, you don't. You can use a, a passport. The problem was they couldn't. He couldn't get a copy of his birth certificate because it, it was a war torn country he'd left, and and he had no way of getting it back. So there was no way I could do a legal wedding for them in Fiji without a birth certificate. So what I did is they flew into Brisbane. They were in Queensland anyway. They flew into Brisbane. Um, they stayed overnight in an airport hotel. I went down there with my best friend. With my best friend and the receptionist with the witnesses, I married them in the hotel room legally. And then we did a renewal of vows on the beach. So for all intents and purposes, they had their wedding in Fiji on the beach, but it just wasn't a legal one. It was a symbolic one. It was a renewal of vows. But they were married legally in a hotel room in Brisbane. So there's always, oh there's always a way around something. There's always going to be an answer or a solution somehow or other. There's very few people I've never been able to help. But how's that for thinking outside the box, Mandy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is absolutely amazing. And we know that people in the travel industry have the capacity and emotional intelligence, I suppose, to be able to think outside the box. But that's heroic. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because I walked into the reception and I said to the lady, I'm going to need you in about 10 minutes. And she said, okay, why? And I explained. And she was so excited because she got to be a witness. And um, <laughs> I took my best friend with me and she was a witness as well. And it was great. Oh, yeah. wow. So what was the what was the feedback from that couple they were just okay. happy. They were happy to be legally married. They didn't really mind. They were happy to have a solution. They didn't really mind where it was. They had a solution. But their family, as far as their family are concerned, that they got married on the beach and all the pictures were on the beach in this beautiful resort in Fiji. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. 
I just wanted to pop in to invite you to my free masterclass where I'll be sharing my exact three-step system to building a rockstar personal brand that attracts your dream clients into your database so you can step up into your travel biz, own your authority and grow your online presence. And not only that, but you'll also get your hands on my entire travel agent runway framework for standing out in the digital world without the tech overwhelm and not knowing where to start. Want in? Head to stephaniemyers.academy forward slash masterclass and save your spot now. See you there. Oh, wow. Amazing. So I know that you've got quite the romantic love affair with Fiji. How many times have you been exactly? <laughs> I've lost count. It's about 75 to 80 times, something like that. I went just over in May. There's a, a, an annual expo that obviously hasn't been happening for the last couple of years. Um, called Fiji Tourism Expo FTE and that was my 18th FTE that I went on so yeah it's a long time. The FTE is uh, that's an event that is held yearly is it? it yes normally yeah. Yes yeah, so suppliers mostly? Yes it's, it's usually wholesalers and mm. buyers and then suppliers are, are the local ones the resorts and the local activities people and so on and we just go there to this year it was more about renewing our friendships and, and actually reconnecting, which was fantastic. So it was lovely. And given there's a couple of years missing when there wasn't one in 2021, 20, mm. that's yeah, 20 years I've been dealing with Fiji. Because before I did weddings, I was a product manager for a Pacific wholesaler. It's an old one that is no longer around called Tau Pacific. And I was the product manager for Fiji and a couple of other places as well there then. So that's how long I've been dealing with Fiji. Even if it wasn't weddings, it was that's how long I've been dealing with Fiji for. Mm-hmm. Is there a, a little bit of a time frame that you can give us? Because you know you've been in the game for quite a long time. You know your stuff. You've you've definitely got the contacts and the know how and everything else that goes along with being this expert in your niche. Is there a bit of a timeline that you can give us? So. West weddings have always been quite popular in Fiji, but at any time has there been like more of a boom? Like, what is what is the uh, trends that you've noticed over the last few years? There's there's a boom currently at the moment, which is amazing. Not just for weddings, but for Fiji generally. Mm. Um, there's definitely a boom happening right now, and I think a lot of that is because people um, having not been able to get married are now wanting to get married and are wanting to spend a bit more money and travel overseas to do it. The last time we had such a big boom like this was just after the GFC, so a similar kind of situation. Mm. Otherwise, than that is generally quite static. It's quite it's quite good. It it is normally quite easy to run every year. There, there's always going to be a popularity for VG every year. It's one of our closest neighbours, and it's a great place to holiday and get married to. So married in, I should say. But yeah, normally it's when things happen like nine eleven, GFC. That was a big Indian wedding that went over three days. Oh, my uh, goodness. Wow. Yeah. That's probably the biggest in terms of numbers. Yes. Mostly on average, they, they range between around sort of like 30 to 80, depending on mm-hmm. where and when. Um, yeah, that, I think it's about 220, something like that was the biggest one I did. And it was like mm-hmm. a three-day event as well. So. Wow. What's the most exclusive place in Fiji that you've ever organised a wedding? There are some really lovely private villas that we can do weddings in. There's some beautiful high-end resorts there. And I love 
for instance, from a higher perspective, I love places like Liku Liku or Royal Davui. They're both beautiful resorts, and I've done weddings with them before. Um, we've got an island buyout happening in Malolo Island this year. So there's a few beautiful resorts that we love doing. From an exclusivity point of view, it would have to be weddings in the villas where we are really becoming quite an expert in doing those weddings outside of the resorts. I've got one coming up where the wedding is in on an island, but they're staying there for two weeks. And one of the things I'm doing, they're staying in a villa that's owned by a friend of theirs, so I'm not doing that part of it. I'm just doing the wedding. But I'm also organising a private chef for them for two weeks. For the whole oh, community. wow. These are all the things I can do. Is this kind of, So I've organised the chef. I'm organising all the transfers. Um, they're going out to the island for the actual wedding and the wedding night and coming back. So all those kind of things I'm adding to it. So that's kind of the exclusivity. And I'm becoming a bit of an expert on doing those ones that are outside of the resorts where they require a bit more thought or it's not an obvious, easy way to access suppliers. Mm, mm, that's true and it gives some more diversity to the options that are available because you know like I was saying before like as travel agents you just instantly think oh yeah intercontinental might be able to help us out I'll just get in touch with their wedding coordinator and we'll just that's right get it done (laughs) Egypt particularly has got a huge amount of beautiful places that are outside the resorts the things like the um, Malamala Beach Club which is a day club we I've done weddings there we took the whole place out for the whole day and that was, that was a fairly big one. That was 140-odd people. We took the, the resort, for the, the beach club for the whole day. There's sandbanks. There's amazing places that you can go to that are not necessarily in a resort. So we, we need to think outside the square and be able to think about places we can do weddings on, depending on the size of the group, of course, because you're not going to be able to get a big wedding on a sandbank. Mm-hmm. And but then there's all the logistics involved with that as well, getting people out there and the boats and, and so on. So, But Fiji does have a lot of beautiful places, as do the Cook Islands and Vanuatu and so on. They all do. They all have these amazing little secret places outside of the resorts that are beautiful to actually have weddings in. The Cooks, I love doing weddings in the Cooks because they do the most amazing church services there even though I'm not in the slightest bit religious there's something about going to a Sunday service in the Cook Islands when that singing is just beyond belief it's just beautiful and I've done weddings there where people are not religious but they just want that so we've we've managed to arrange those kind of things as well so it's actually the South Pacific is a beautiful place for all those kind of weddings but there are so many places outside of the resorts that are not necessarily going to be cookie-cutter weddings inside a resort. You must walk away at the end of every day with the biggest smile on your face, knowing that you are just doing such meaningful work and you're just creating these extravagant, amazing, you know, memorable experiences for your clients. They're just so lucky to be able to work with you, Mandy. There's nothing I like more (laughs) than seeing my clients posting on Facebook pictures of their wedding. And I just get so excited and I just, I did that, I did that, oh my God, I did that, I did that. <laughs> it's like booking your clients travel mm. times a hundred, I reckon, yeah. because it's 
such a one day event, you know, but then there's so much happening in and around it. But there's also so much expectation on that day as well. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. If you were an agent or if you're a travel agent wanting to specialize or you were thinking of specializing in either Fiji, South Pacific, or even in destination weddings, like where, what are some of the things that agents should be thinking about? Or what are some tips that you could share just to try and get them in the right track? Because obviously you have to have an understanding or, you know, be married yourself or have some sort of like awareness around it. Like where do people start? I think the biggest thing initially would be to start with a niche, which would be a destination or something like that. So my tip would be to pick a destination and become really, really, really knowledgeable about that destination. It might mean going there all the time and sorry, having communication with all the wedding planners and just going and finding your own way around and seeing what's what's going on I mean when I was at Tau Pacific my boss at the time used to say that we had to be over there at least once every six weeks but part of that was because particularly for Gs, but a lot of the, the South Pacific nations they're face-to-face people and once you've met them face-to-face it's generally a lot easier you're then family you're then able to get a lot more done than if you're not if you're just going, if you're just emailing them and you don't know what you, who you're talking to or what you're talking about. So I would say the first thing is pick an area or one that you already know quite well, but just become really, really knowledgeable about it. Spend a lot of time researching. Go out there, go and watch weddings being created from the ground upwards. That's what I did. I used to go over there and just literally, I'd help. I'd go to the resorts and say, right, let me help. And there's been times when I've gone there and I've literally been the one that's been wiring the flowers into the archway or whatever it was doing because I wanted to watch it going from the ground upwards from nothing on a piece of lawn to Mm. an eventual wedding. And that's what I wanted to do. So you really need to do that. You need to go and meet all the hairdressers and hair makeup artists. You need to meet all the photographers. You need to really get a really good background on who is who and what they do and why they do it. And so that mean, that might mean going over there multiple times, or will mean going over there multiple times, doing your homework, spending a lot of time researching. Do you think having, like, because I've never been married, like I said, and, oh, gosh, I may as well put a sign on my head after this episode. <laughs> but, um, like, is it an advantage? Because I find that after you've planned your own wedding, and this I'm just speaking from experiences of friends of mine, like they, they feel like an expert after they've been able to plan their own wedding. So would that have an advantage when you're a travel agent wanting to break into the niche? It might do. I would say probably not because there's a huge difference in doing a wedding here mm. and then doing one over there. Mm. So what you get here, even in terms of food, in terms of florals, in terms of scenery, whatever, it's going to be very different here than it is over there. So to a degree it will, but it's a different kind of planning mm. it's over here. If you're doing a wedding over here, you are involved in cars, in receptions and caterers and all that kind of thing, which you don't know because it's all generally in the resort. Mm-hmm. So it's a different kind of planning. Look, it may help you. Sure. But I wouldn't say it's a huge advantage. I mean, I, I've been married twice. So my, my second wedding, I mean, bearing in mind, I'm an event planner as well. And I've been doing this for a long time. My second wedding for me, you ask anyone was there, they say it was a brilliant wedding, it was beautifully done. For me, it was awful. I like so many things went wrong. 
honestly. And, and, and everyone says, but no, it was a beautiful wedding. No, it wasn't. This happened. No. And, and me, but that's because I'm, I am a control freak when it comes to that kind of thing. But I'm like the painter with the badly painted house or the mechanic with a bad car. When it came to my own, I didn't do half of what I would do for somebody else. It can be an advantage, but not necessarily. <laughs> so you can more than, you can definitely have this niche, even if you're single, footloose and fancy free. You can. You need to have a, I think what you need to do, which as travel agents, we are good at doing, as you say, we, is to be able to sit back and look at things from, from an overall point of view, not just booking a train or booking a hotel or booking whatever. You've got to look at, as we do, if we, if we get someone that wants a big European trip, we don't do it bit by bit. We look at the overall thing, then we break it up and do it bit by bit. And that's mm-hmm. how you do any event, whether it be a destination wedding or wedding here or any event. I remember my first person I worked with that I did events for, the one thing that she said to me was, when you do an event, it all seems very insurmountable. You ask yourself, how do you eat an elephant with a teaspoon? And it's one teaspoon at a time. And it's just literally, you know, you you have a look overall at the whole thing and then you break it down and say, okay, well, this bit I can do that and this bit I need an expert opinion for and this bit I need someone else to help with. And, and you build it up that way, but you need to have that ability to look at it overall and then bring it all together. Yes, a skill that travel agents are the only ones that are able to have, hey. Exactly. <laughs> exactly or wholesalers like yourself where they've got the magic powers. And... Travel, travel agents, that's what we do. That's our job. And we are good at making people's dreams a reality. If someone comes into you in your shop and says, I want to do a six-week European trip, that, that's how we do it. We sit and work it out what they want. We ask them, we qualify them, we find out what's important to them. It's exactly the same. It's no different from that perspective. It's just the product knowledge behind it. That's really where the issue is. So as a travel agent, we're generally able to do that regardless. It's more to do with having the product knowledge or if you don't have the knowledge, having someone to go and ask. <laughs> like you, that's right. Which leads me to my next question. How can we how can we contact you, Mandy? Like how can we learn more about what you do and get in contact with you if we need assistance with planning a wedding for a client or if we want to ask any more questions about, you know, wedding planning in general? Yeah. How do we how do we contact you? So we have a website, we have a Facebook page, LinkedIn, all those kind of things. The website is vivatravel.com.au. We have an email, which is info at travelwithviva.com. Our Facebook page is there's Viva Destination Weddings and our Instagram is viva.destination.weddings plus Viva Travel and viva.travel. So there's a variety of places. Yeah, beautiful. Well, all of the details will be located in the show notes in yeah. the episode online. So, oh, Mandy, it's been such a pleasure speaking with you. My heart feels so full. <laughs> I'm so excited to one day get married. <laughs> Maybe it might be Destination Wedding. You've really inspired me today. Well, you're, you're only not far from me. So if you get married here, I'll come down and do it. It's all good. Honestly. Oh, so cool. <laughs> Thank you for your time and looking forward to hopefully chatting again soon. And I know that you've got such a beautiful love for the South Pacific and yeah. what it is that you do. So I really hope that this episode brings those people people aligned to your business straight to you because you're amazing I just want to quickly say we don't only do the South Pacific though my, my, no, you do everywhere my second biggest area is Italy wow cool such a diverse range you've got god you're versatile I love that you've got a niche but you make it versatile yeah 
Yeah, that's so good. I love that. Thanks, Mandy. I look forward to... Thank you so much to Mandy for joining us on the show today. I am guessing that you're all pretty inspired after that. As you can see, Mandy is all about her business, absolutely is so passionate about helping others and really loves being in that bridal groom stage. And it's so cool that she has realized that that is her passion. And many, many years ago, she decided to go all in on it. And now it's just paying off in dividends. So many years later, she's able to enjoy, you know, the travel booms that come out and being able to be a part of that process time and time again. So yes, hats off to you, Mandy. You're amazing. And anyone who gets the chance to work with you, if you've got a wedding that you need planned, get in touch with Mandy. All of her details are going to be on today's online version of the show notes. You can head over to travelbystephanie.com.au forward slash 47. And all of Mandy's details, I will put the link in the show notes as well, because Mandy is from the inner circle of the Find My Travel Guru platform. So this is a platform exclusively for travel gurus who specialize in a niche expertise. So we will be featuring, doing some case studies over the next few weeks. Uh, featuring some of these awesome gurus who are absolutely excellent at what it is that they do and what they bring to the travel industry. So I'm so excited to get these people out there and getting some spotlights on them and the glory that they deserve because, hey, it's not an easy feat being in the travel industry. But yes, hats off to those who are really standing within their authority and bringing some alignment to their business because after all, why are we here? (laughs) So if you have enjoyed today's episode, I would love it if you could head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe and review. And if you do want to learn more about Travel Agent Runway, my exclusive online program for travel agents, you can head over to stephaniemyers.academy forward slash masterclass to steal my three-part Travel Agent Runway framework on how you can stand out in the digital world. Also coming up, I've got some pretty exciting news for you. I am going all in on a brand new digital product. I know I must be crazy, (laughs) but this one is going to be a low cost offer. So probably around that $47 price point. So excited to get it out there. So keep your eyes on my socials because that's where I'm going to launch the news when it does come out. And it's definitely going to be up the social media Uh, alleyway getting you out into the digital world because that's kind of what the travel agent industry and my community has been telling me that that's what they want so I'm going to give it to them (laughs) so yes stay tuned next week we've got an awesome guest coming in Uh, she's also from the find my travel guru platform if you want to learn more about find my travel guru we have done an episode previously before so if you head over to episode number 36 what it takes to be a travel guru I interview Jeanette who is the founder of Find My Travel Guru and we highlight the opportunities that are there to be had when you go all in on your niche so super looking forward to that and I'll see you guys next week thanks bye <music>